What happened in the granite tunnel? Here the people sent up another cheer. And I can reveal that a peace-loving citizen of Kauria, acting at the behest of Mistral Kira, long may she reign, has had a secret role to play in this war, and indeed may have finally found a way to bring it to an end. It is why I am here now. That earned him the loudest roar yet, and he nodded at Survivor Field, assuring them that what he said was true. Friends, I have permission from the Pelinot to tell you that there is a fleet on its way here from Kauria this instant, and it is coming to pick up the two allied armies that are marching this way across the mountains, one from Reel and one from Thorn. And together, they will sail across the ocean with your own forces to answer the enemy in kind for what they have done to us. The emotion that news tore from the throats of the assembled would have drowned out even the power of his kenning. It was angry at first, not directed at him, but at distant shores, a tide of people who had lost almost everything and hungered for a balancing of the scales. And then it lightened, morphing into jubilation as people felt hope for the first time in months. They hugged one another, danced in the mud, tears streaming down their faces as they punched the air with their fists, for it was good news at last, instead of another dose of despair. And I was not immune to those feelings. I lost track of the bard for a few minutes as I surveyed Survivor Field, and then crossed to the other side of the wall and saw the same celebration happening in the streets of the city. People skipped out of the buildings to embrace and smile and save the sight of teeth that weren't bared in a snarl or a cry. I could not see my own house from the wall, but I imagined that even Elenea might be grinning right then, and I was sorry to miss it. She had never looked anything but haunted since she and her children had come to live with me. And when the bard spoke again, his voice cutting through the noise as people were trying to find their second wind, he was no longer standing on the wall, half hidden by the crenellations, but was up on an improvised stage a few mariners had cobbled together out of crates. But our relief and the enemy's defeat will not arrive tomorrow or even the next day. It will take time for it to get here, and even more time to prepare the voyage. I am told it could be up to sixty days. In the meantime, the Pelinot thinks it wise that you all hear what has happened elsewhere, for it is doubtful you have heard more than rumors. He has asked me to share what I know with you all, and he is listening as well. I am therefore engaged in your service and I will tell you the tale in the old way, performing each afternoon until the sun sets. I hope you will take heart, as I have, from the small victories against overwhelming odds, all of which allow us to be here today, to be here tomorrow, and God's willing, generations hence, to tell these stories again. The bard had to pause here for another swell of applause, and while he did, a young woman stepped onto the stage of crates with a giant flagon and presented it to him, speaking a few words in his ear that did not carry like the bard's voice. 
Fintan dipped his head in thanks to her, and then his voice floated again on the wind. It seems that Brenlin's reputation for generosity is well deserved. Master Yonder, owner and brewmaster of the Siren's Call in the city, gives me a flagon of mismade nail, purely medicinal, I'm sure, and lodging at his inn for the length of my engagement. Thank you, sir! Appreciative noises were directed at Yonder for having such excellent sense, and I imagined that other inn owners were cussing themselves for not thinking of it first. The siren's call had just received the best advertising possible. Smiling as he did so, Finton took the opportunity to tip the flagon and then wipe the foam from his upper lip. He then returned the flagon to the woman and wrapped himself in an air of dramatic doom, saying, Listen. Everyone I could see on I.